Hello and welcome, everyone, to the first ever episode of That 20 Show. This is a show that I came up with the idea a couple weeks ago that really we just dive in to 20-year-olds and what they're doing in their lives. This isn't a show where I'm going to tell you what you should be doing. This isn't a show where I tell you this is the way to be doing things. No. This is a show where I... And the people that I bring on get to just talk about their life, what they're doing, why they're doing it, what their passions are, what they're passionate about, and I think it's going to be really fun. So before we get started, and I guess before we go on to future shows, I thought that it'd be really appropriate to tell you all, who am I? I mean, really, who the hell am I? Um, so I think it'll give you a cool, you know, sense of what this show's about, kind of what I'm trying to get after um in this little podcast and uh i think more than anything it'll really get to give you a good feel about who is kami and jess gordon um so i guess we'll start there so my name is kami and jess gordon i'm originally from irvine california and i am 23 years old so a bit a bit of background on my family my family is originally from south africa as you can see the flag right there. Um, I immigrated to the States in 1993, but I was born in 1996. So a couple years after, I was the anchor baby. <laughs> um, and so I grew up there. I have three siblings. Um, my parents, I love them to death. And um, I grew up in Orange County and Irvine. So I had a fantastic upbringing, um, upper middle class. And uh, I grew up around you know, Newport Beach, and I'd go to Beverly Hills where my siblings were living there, you know? So I was always living around affluent areas, and, you know, I kind of got to see what, I mean, like, legitimately what real money looks like, and I I went to private school my whole life. I went to private Jewish day school, kindergarten all the way through 12th grade, and, I mean, Sure, I don't have a football team to root for in high school, but honestly, I wouldn't have traded it for the world. Um, I really think that it helped me out in college, um, and also just my future endeavors in the future. Um, you know, thereafter graduating. Um, so, a couple of passions that I love: I'm a big baseball guy, as you can see by my hometown Angels over here. Um, I like sports in general. I try to, you know, stay active, go to the gym a couple times a week. Um, and right now, the biggest thing that I'm focused on, interested in, and really trying to get better at is financial education, but way more specifically, real estate investing. And um, I will kind of back it up a little bit and tell you where I came from and how I kind of got to where I am now. And, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So when I was growing up, I had three siblings. One was eight years older than me, one was 13 years older than me, and one was 15 years older than me. So I always had an eight to 13 to 15 year look ahead in my life. And so on the one hand, it was really cool because I got to see and learn experience from my siblings. But on the other hand, it was also really tough because here I am, for example, a 10-year-old kid in whatever grade you're in when you're 10, but I'm hanging out with 10-year-olds, but when I go home, I'm all of a sudden hanging around high schoolers, 
and college kids. And like, that's a trip. Like, what are you supposed to do when your norm is talking about my sister's first job and living in an apartment at 25, but you're over here hanging with your homies. You're like, yo, bro, how was English class, right? Like, it's just completely two separate worlds. So that was something that I always kind of struggled with growing up. And honestly, I'm still struggling with it. You know, I'm 23 now. I'm in my second job, um, you know, looking to buy a house. You know, I'm doing like big, real adult things. And yet my eldest sibling has two kids, one seven and one is four. My brother's had his first child about a year ago. She's about to celebrate her first birthday in a week you know? So like, doesn't matter how old and adult that I get, I'm still a baby compared to my siblings. So it's kind of wild, you know? So when I was growing up, I always knew, or I always thought by the time I got to college, I needed to know what I was going to do. I wanted to choose my major, my degree based off of my career. All right. And while a lot of people will you know, choose a major or, you know, something that they enjoy. I really wanted to be career focused because that way, no matter what happened, I could always have a job or have a fallback, right? And so it's really funny because, you know, in hindsight, now I'm looking, I'm like, dude, that's stupid. You don't know what you want to do. Hell, you know, I changed jobs and careers within the first year, almost to the day, you know, and how... Are you supposed to know at like 14 or 16 or 18 what you want to do with the rest of your life, you know? So that's all part of the challenge. That's all part of the journey. But, you know, I'll, I'll get there in the story. So I went through a couple of career ideas, right? So I remember in eighth grade, we had to do a assignment in English class. And we said, research a career that you think that you would enjoy and write a paper on it. And at that point, I was like, yo, car design. Cars are sick. I thought that I was artistic. And, you know, I thought it'd be a cool job. Like, yo, I, I want to think of a car out of thin air and, like, make it. That sounds awesome, right? Who would want to do that? So I got to researching. I got to thinking about car design. And while it was really cool what I found, like, I remember – I think that I found the first sketches on this one website of the Range Rover um, Eos or Equinox or whatever that car is. See, I don't even, I don't even like cars. I don't even know. And I think my brother had that car, which is the even funniest thing about it. Um, um, so after researching for you know probably like two months, I was like, "Yo, this isn't for me. I don't want to be a car designer." All right, so that takes us through eighth grade. Um, I think after that, I was thinking, you know what? Chemical engineering. Don't ask me why I wanted to be a chemical engineer. I think it sounded cool. Um, and then my two straight C's in junior year of high school quickly shattered those dreams. <laughs> um, so then after chemical engineering, I thought computer science, comp sci. Computers are getting big. Coding's getting big. They're always going to need a computer scientist, Right. But then the more that I thought about it, just sitting behind a desk and the more I thought about, do I even like coding? I realized it wasn't for me. The fact that I think I downloaded a coding program, you know, like a Python or whatever it was. And I said that for about 10 minutes before I was like, nah, I'm cool. 
meant that it wasn't for me. All right. So here we are. It's my senior year of high school. And I think that it's December, January time. So college apps are in the middle of going on. You need to kind of make your decision by April, kind of that timeline. And I legit had no idea what I wanted to do. I was going on college tours, college visits. I had an idea of what I wanted to do. But I mean, really, I had no idea. And remember, my whole core principle and theory of my life at this point was know your career so you can choose your major. And here I am four or five months after graduating and I got zilcho ideas. So this is really where things start to turn around and change for me. Um, so when I was 17, right? So my birthday's in March. So when I was 17, uh, maybe like a couple months into my senior year, my dad took me to a flip seminar, a fix and flip real estate investing seminar. Um, that, or I think it was a note investing seminar. Regardless, it was a seminar about real estate investing of some degree, right? And I went to this free two-hour session, and my mind was fucking blown. I mean, to the umph degree. I remember that night, Going home, and me and my parents went to this awesome Chinese restaurant that I love, Jade Palace, represent. And I just remember the entire time thinking of, oh my God, if they bought it at $100,000 and they put $20,000 into it, and then they had it valued at $150,000, and then you sell it, you make twenty, dollars and it was only about six months, I was like, what the fuck is happening, right? I just didn't understand how this type of profitability, success, you know, I, I didn't even realize it was a thing, right? And I remember, they're also telling you about all the credit card rewards you can get because you're spending 30 Gs on a renovation that's all, like, you know, air miles and you can travel the world. And I was like, what? This is perfect. So I got super hyped on real estate investing, right? And so a couple of weeks or months later, I actually did a career survey or career test, and it was kind of part of this or uh, application that my school used, whatever. And so it actually spat out two things that I remember. One was accounting, which to this day, still my B plan. But second, and what I really found interesting was construction management. And I had never in my life thought about construction, never thought about it, didn't, I, I looked at construction sites, I was like, whatever, it's happening, they're, they're building something, right? But the more and more I read about construction management, the more and more I liked it. Because construction managers, they are working with people, they're active, they're not just sitting behind a desk all day, but also construction managers and project managers, they're dealing with finance, they're dealing with marketing in a sense, they're dealing with people, they're dealing with engineering and math and large dollar amounts and contracts and law. So it was really a homogeneous, just like cacophony that I was like, yo, this is pretty cool. Like there's a lot going on here and there's a lot of you're wearing a lot of hats in one, right? And I really like that. I liked the juggling of, you know, different aspects and different almost careers in one, right? And more than anything, what I really thought was 
as a flipper, I know how to do construction. So therefore, one of the hardest parts of the whole real estate investing flip game, I'll know how to be an expert on. And so I fucking ran with it. So I think like January of high school, I started applying to all the Cal states and all the state schools because that's who offered the construction management program. Long story short, I happened to fall upon two options, Arizona State University and Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Um, I had a couple of friends going to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo from my high school. I went to visit, and honestly, I just didn't feel it. I got out of my car after driving up there with my parents, smelled that fresh cow manure, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I, I can't do the farm life, the chill hipster town, and like, Honestly, as I've gotten older, I realized how cool and chill that would have been. But at the time, coming from suburbia, I was like, I, I want the city. I, I want something I've never had before. And on the train ride back home, I was talking to my parents on the phone, and I was like, I, I think I'm going to go to ASU. And literally, without going there, without seeing the campus, I put down my deposit, and I booked a trip with my mom to go and tour it a couple weeks later. So as of that moment, I was officially an Arizona State University Sun Devil for life. Go Devils, baby. <laughs> um, probably should have worn the devil hat, but like whatever. It's all good. It's on the wall over there. <laughs> um, so that's how I wound up at Arizona State. And I knew that they had a construction management program. I knew there was a top 10 program in the nation. And what I didn't realize at the time, but I, I very soon realized once I got to school, was Phoenix was the Southwest hub for business in general, and especially for construction. I mean, there were dozens of companies with high-ranking, you know, VPs and presidents and founders that graduated from ASU. I mean, the alumni network is crazy. So that only benefited me uh, moving forward once I got to school there. And plus, I had all five sports teams. I love baseball. They had the Diamondbacks. They had spring training. They had one of the greatest, most storied traditions of college baseball around. And, you know, it was a big city. You could do a lot of things. You know, Scottsdale was up north. It was essentially Newport Beach, but in the desert instead of an ocean. You know, Tempe is a cool college town, but like not a college town. Phoenix is your like legit metro area. So it had everything that you would want in a city, but it was more affordable and it was hotter than LA, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's kind of how I wound up at Arizona State. And so, you know, I was there for my four years. I definitely grinded as a student. I kind of did college backwards, if you will. My first two and a half years were an absolute grind fest. I mean, I would spend Friday nights in the library and doing homework when, you know, drinking in the dorms just wasn't my thing. Um, I would work, honestly, probably seven days a week for those first couple of semesters. And I mean, like, I remember it was my first semester of junior year. Um, I think I got sick every third or fourth week because I was waking up at five in the morning to go to the library at 6 or 6.30, I would go to bed at 1 or 1.30, and it was just ridiculous. Um, I would take night Friday nights off and all of Saturday, and then come Sunday morning, me and my roommates, you know, we would wake up probably hungover from the night before, shower, get ready, get a power brunch in, and then 
hit the library from 12 p.m. until like 11 p.m. You know, it was it was it was that kind of grind for me for the first couple of years. Construction management was hard. It was a really hard degree. Um, and something I didn't touch on before was Arizona State's construction management program was in the engineering college, and ASU was a great engineering school. Whereas at Cal Poly Slow, their construction management degree was in the architectural college, which is not knocking. That's it, still an unbelievably difficult major, and it's, it's a hard region. But in my mind at the time, that engineering college it had a weight to it, you know, and I valued that weight, and you know, I kind of went for it. Um, and so. Come junior year, my second semester of junior year, I studied abroad in London, which, side note, everyone should study abroad. Like, that is 100% on your need-to-do list for college. Study abroad. Study abroad. Study abroad. Okay. So, that was one of the most incredible times of my life. I basically went from grinding 24-7, and just like depleting my energies all the time to literally, I didn't do anything for six months straight. I had to turn in six assignments over six months and I spent eight out of 16 weeks traveling Europe, um, you know, on the weekends and stuff. Um, it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. I made lifelong friends and truly I gained so much perspective on that trip you know, that carried me into what I'm doing now. And I want to dive a little bit into that. So at that time, I knew that making money and being wealthy and, you know, being financially independent and stable were like really important to me, you know, like I think it happens to everyone, you know, what happened to me in the bad economy of like 08 to 2012. I think I asked my mom to buy me a video game one time. It was like $30, $40. And she's like, Kane, we just don't have the money for that right now. And I like, I wasn't so upset by it. You know, it's only a video game, but like the fact that I couldn't have something because some third party money decided that we couldn't have that thing that I wanted at that time, it just always stuck with me. You know, it just stuck with me that some fictitious fake dollar paper thing decided something for me. And I was fucked up. I still think it's so fucked up, you know? But at that moment, even as a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, whatever I was at that point, I realized, and I consciously realized, like, money is important. And you need to make it in order to make your own decisions and have the freedom to make your own decisions. And I didn't realize that complexity at the time. But as I've grown up, I realized that somehow in me, I, I figured that out, right? And you also have to remember, my family was from an immigrant family. Um, so we had to go through the green card process, applying for citizenship. Took my family about 15 years before they actually became citizens. Also, my family got into a lawsuit. My dad's a dentist, so he got into a lawsuit with a partner of his, and that lasted for eight or ten years. And I heard about the struggle and the stress that that brought, along with you know me and my siblings going to private school when they came to the country. So it was always a financial struggle in some degree. And bless my parents, they are angels without wings. They gave me so much and I'm so grateful and indebted to them for the rest of my life, you know? And I just heard all these struggles and I realized like, yeah, this this thing is like really important to have in order to not just like, you know, cash racks, but to do what you want to do with your life, 
whatever that might be. And so that was really pertinent and poignant to me. And so before I went on the study abroad trip, I just thought money was important because it's, it, it brings you freedom. You can do whatever you want when you have enough money. But when I traveled, I was some of the happiest I'd ever been. I got to explore places, new cultures, meet crazy people, just have great times with my friends, you know, lifelong memories that I couldn't do if I didn't have this opportunity, you know, and, you know, I realized that money wasn't just about, you know, having money to have money. It was about having money in order to have options to do things that you want to do. And that's when like, child came in and young adult came in really clashed for the first time and connected on this mental note of what money means and why it's important, right? It's not that money is important. It's the experiences and the opportunities having it allows you to have, right? And so my study abroad trip went from six months in England and traveling throughout Europe to a birthright trip for 10 days. And then I extended that birthright trip for three months. So essentially I was traveling for about eight months around Europe. Uh, the first six months with my friends and then birthright. And then three weeks in Israel with one of my best, my best friend. And then I traveled Europe for five weeks by myself. Um, and then I was back in Israel for a wedding and then I came back home Three days later, I had my first day of classes uh, for my senior year, right? And so senior year of college was such a cakewalk compared to the first tune-off semesters, such a cakewalk. I figured out college. I figured out how to pass really well without putting in as much effort as I used to. And the first semester, like, I just, it was easy. Quite honestly, it was easy. Then my second semester, I had an internship throughout the whole thing. So January until May. And so from January, or basically I was able to get a job offer with a company that I was interning for at the time, a general contractor in the commercial space. So I was very fortunate, like really thank God. I had a job lined up before I graduated school. I had a living situation lined up through an organization called Moisha House, which if you're a young Jewish professional and you feel like giving back to the community, I highly suggest you look into it. I can talk about it another time, um, but you know I want to keep on going with the story. So I had a place to live with Moisha House. I had a job through a company that I you know interned with, and so I stayed out in Arizona. I graduated knowing that I was super cool. I was Gucci. I knew my next steps. I went home back in California for about two months to hang out with family, live with my family, just like chill out and relax. And then July of 2018, I started my job with the general contractor. And so remember, throughout this whole time, I'm still remembering real estate investing, real estate investing, real estate investing. But the plan was work in commercial or, you know, be a general contractor or a project manager for about five to seven years, get promoted to project manager because you start out as a project engineer and you work your way up to a project manager. It usually takes five to eight years, depending on where you go and then flip over to residential or real estate investing or however I wanted to do it. About six months into my first job, I went from climbing the ladder, getting promoted, going to do well to this isn't fun anymore to waking up every morning saying, fuck, I got to go to work. 
And once I got into that, it was not pretty. I hated going to my job. I did not do my responsibilities at my job. And I was just a poor employee. And I realized that I wasn't living up to my potential, truly. Um, there was a, a time that I spoke to my my superior and I literally started crying to him because I was like, I know that I'm not doing my best right now, but like my heart's not in it. And this is my first job, you know? So like probably at this point, like eight, nine, 10 months in, like I didn't know what to do, what to handle. You know, I'd done school for my entire 23 year old life. And now I'm doing one job every day, eight to 10 hours a day. And like, I, I didn't know how to handle it. Not to mention handle something I didn't really enjoy or love. So that was a huge battle that I had to deal with. And so through a lot of talking with investors and people, I started, you know, to go from I want to flip right now. And like at this point, I was like, this is kind of something I haven't talked about, but throughout my entire time of working up until now, through eight or nine or ten months into my job, I would go home and analyze flipping properties. I would go through the MLS and Zillow and find properties and figure out if I bought an X and renovated it for Y, what would its after repaired value be? And how much could I sell it for? And what would my profit be? So I would do this every single night for at least five nights a week for probably 12 months straight, 11 months straight. And so I got fairly decent at underwriting, they call it underwriting properties. And when I realized that I didn't necessarily want to be a flipper, but I wanted to invest in real estate, I found out that, um, you know, I wanted to go more the, uh, the development route. I thought I wanted to become a developer. That was an epiphany that I had in an internship in my junior year of college. And, you know, this is like, it's really hard to get to do all the details, you know, but I thought I wanted to become a developer in real estate. And then when I told my boss I wasn't happy, he actually got me a interview with our development arm in my company. And essentially, I told them, I want to think of properties and build them up new, you know, super sick. And they're like, dude, you're not going to do that for 10 or 15 years unless you become a flipper. I was like, well, fuck. If the interviewer told me to become a flipper, then I'm going to fucking become a flipper. So <laughs> I didn't become one. But I started to look into what is real estate investing? What is out there? Like, what do I really want to do? And I remember I talked to someone one day on the phone and he said, at work, mind you. And he said, look, you say you want to do development, but it sounds like you want to do investing in real estate. I was like, well, shit, I thought it was all investing in real estate. So then I started to like look that up and, and I literally typed into Google at work one day because I hated my job, didn't want to do my work. Companies that invest in real estate. And I found my current company. It is a REIT, a real estate investment trust. And essentially what we do, what I do is now is I have properties sent to me. I analyze them for what we could purchase them for, what we can renovate them for, and what we could rent them for. There's a lot of other minutia, but that's the essentially the foundation of my job. And so through a very long story where... I found this company. I went into the office the day I found out about the company with a resume in hand, and they said, no one's here to talk to you. Um, and then I went to Israel, and I talked to the recruiter, and I was like, yo, I will have a phone interview with whoever I need to talk to at 1 a.m. my time. 
about three weeks later, nothing happened. I found someone on LinkedIn that is now my coworker. We had a 45 minute call about the job description. He forwarded my information to my now manager. My manager and I had a phone call. And within a week, I had a phone interview. I had a kind of test, um, you know, through an email questionnaire. And then I got hired a week later. So within seven days, I went from phone interview to hired. And then about a month later, I started my job, right? And so now that's what I'm doing. I work for a real estate investment trust, a REIT, and I work on purchasing properties in the Atlanta area. And it's wild because this year our goal is to buy about eh, 1,300, I think so, yeah, about 1,300 homes in Atlanta. 2,300 homes in Atlanta. What am I saying? 2,300 homes in Atlanta over one year. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm going right now. You know, um, forgot to mention, I got my real estate license in the last year as well, you know, cause I am invest- interested in real estate. I wanted to be able to put offers in on properties, um, you know, by myself and not with an agent. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. Um, actively with real estate investing, I'm trying to find a house hack in which I buy a property and lease to my friends and which will cover the mortgage and all my expenses. So that's something that I'm actively trying to do right now. But that's kind of where I'm at in my journey. You know, I've had a lot of changes of heart. I've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs, a lot of how the fuck do I do this whole thing called life and adulting. But you know what? Through the ups and downs, I'm doing as best as I can. And uh, yeah, that's me, everyone. I'm so happy you stuck through, you know, this show with me. And that's kind of a blueprint of what's going to be happening. And I'm so excited for what's to come. Stay tuned, everyone.